1: Can't get enough of the fan in the morning? Show up
0: Because this is nothing like that. Working. Al and Jerry are here with stories they'd never get to cover
1: on the morning show. Very sexy robot. Hey, look at that pig. Shenanigans. Naked yoga. My mother had a bad experience with these ghosts. Let's hump the fence. It's Alan Jerry's post-game podcast.
0: Hey, what do you say we do a podcast on a Monday? I'm not going to yell and scream. I'm just going to talk my way through this one because we're nice and calm and relaxed. Al Dukes, you should be calm and relaxed down the Jersey Shore. What in the hell is
1: up? I am, Jerry. Let, let us do a podcast. That is a great idea. Now, I spent the weekend listening to a lot of different podcasts. Right. And I will say mostly disappointed. I uh, found this uh, Netflix series uh, that actually came up on the program today, but I, I wanted to talk to you about it. It was this uh, Surviving Death, and I think I, I mentioned it to you last week. It's a Netflix series called, series called Surviving Death. It's a documentary series. There's a episode in particular about children who have memories of a previous life. Wow. And it, 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 and then so what I did is there's a there's a guy at the University of Virginia who's been studying this for many 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 years. So I started uh googling that guy, reading up on that guy, reading up on cases. I put his name into the podcast search, so I wanted to hear podcasts where he was a guest to talking more about this because I was was very interested in it. There are so many bad podcasts, and what's really weird is some of the really bad ones had sponsors. Really? Yeah, and I was trying to think, do you, I'm like, hmm, are they pretending they have sponsors to feel, seem more legit, or do they really have sponsors, and if so, how is that possible? I don't know. That was strange. Yeah, it was very strange. Because you got to imagine the podcast that this guy was on, they were all like the supernatural, the unexplained podcasts where they talk about aliens and Bermuda Triangles, right. and Bigfoot and Loch Ness Monster, these sorts of things. But uh, I would point you to that documentary because it's, it's very interesting. And, and I, I was trying to get my family to watch it and that sort of thing to get their okay. opinion on it. But the the basic thing is there are a number of children all around the world. It happens here. It's it happens less in the United States than anywhere else, but it happens here, where when children first begin to talk, um, they start talking about a previous life they had. Huh. And when the some families just blow it off, and other families, when the kid gets really specific about it and talks a lot about it they they try to do some research so a lot of the kids will just start conversations go oh that's where i used to live and they're like what do you mean where you used to live with my other mommy and daddy Hmm. your other mommy and daddy
0: you don't think this is just kids having nightmares and stuff
1: well i'll tell you why not so the kids that are in this documentary and and it's it's they're each i really each one of them could have had their own episode so it was brief. So that's what led me into looking into each of their cases individually. There's one in particular of a of a kid who uh, claimed his, uh, that he was a uh, uh, a pilot in uh, the army or something. It was one of the militaries where he was shot down and where he died. And, you know, he was t- telling his parents this and that they didn't believe it at first. And then all he would do was draw pictures of an airplane crash and, would see a map of Iwo Jima and say, that's where my plane crashed. And then he had his name, the little boy's name was James. And when he was little and he would draw these airplane crashes, he would would write his name, James 3. So then he started giving names of who else he was friends with and what the name of the ship was that he worked on. And he's like a little, little kid. He's three years old. And when they did research into it, they found people with those names that worked on that ship that was uh plane crashes in Iwo Jima. It was like it was very specific things that they were able to go back and right and find names of you know hmm. but this researcher who's who's done a lot of work in this, he says by the time kids get to be seven years old, they really their memory is gone from that, like it's really something between the ages of three and five, yeah. And so, almost,
0: you're, so you're believing in, in the I'm lives. buying into this. Okay.
1: And uh, another interesting thing that happens with some of them is almost all of them have died a violent death, the ones that came back. They were like a short, shortened life, violent death, car crash, airplane crash, something crazy. And in not necessarily as much in the United States, but in other cultures where it happens, the the reincarnated child has a scar where the previous life injury was. Oh yeah. How about that?
0: Okay. I, I don't I, I don't I don't know. Well, I don't thing. know what like, to make of it, you know? Right. Like do you think like all kidding aside, so this might be your second or third, fourth life.
1: Right. Like might be.
0: Well, how come we don't remember anything?
1: Well one of the one of the scientists, doctors who studies this says maybe we all have this, but these kids are special in that they actually recall it.
0: So, what do you think you were
1: in your former life? I don't know, but I, I don't. I don't like when it's like, you know, most of these people they were they weren't they weren't doing that usual thing where it's like I was King George the Third. <laughs> they were just regular people that had shortened lives, you know. Yeah, sure. I was Babe Ruth. It's it's not that stuff. It's and that's what makes it interesting to the researchers is they. When they go in and they interview the kids and they talk to the parents and then they do research on, and they have to go digging for these things, you know, they find the information that the kids were sharing and they verify it. And that's Mm. what makes it intriguing, too. And what's the name of this thing again? The series is called Surviving Death, but each episode they look at a different thing and there's one called Reincarnation. That's the one I would tell people to watch some of the others are not so great, but this surviving death one, like I said, then this weekend, like I was like all locked in. I was listening to podcasts with this guy, I was doing research about him and about some of the cases, and it hmm. is interesting, you know it'd be like you know if your kid when they were really little and could barely talk, were giving you names of places that you didn't even know existed. Yeah, sure. You know, they are kids that these kids can't read, and the parents didn't even know about some of the places where these kids were referencing, and they use people's last names. And it takes a lot of digging, but they find, in some cases, that they're able to verify a lot of this information. So it was interesting.
0: I will check it out, perhaps. Yeah,
1: check it out. But it got me thinking then, like, people who believe in religion— Mm -hmm. they have no problem believing some of the very hard-to-believe stories in the Bible. Right. But if those stories happen today, we call those people crazy. Absolutely. And why is that? I don't know. Why do
0: we— Because it's what people accept and what people won't accept. That's why. And it makes no sense. It doesn't. Yeah. I I, I honestly do not—I don't understand any of it. I don't.
1: Like, we've heard of parents that uh, kill their children and say, God told me to kill them. That happens.
0: Yeah, of course it does. And
1: yet, in the Bible, uh, there was a, a, a father was asked to kill his son for Jesus, and that's a believable story. Right. But now this person's crazy. Here, here, when it happens in modern day life and i was just i didn't get a i, I put it out on social media just to see what people's explanations were
0: how'd that go yeah,
1: it, the only thing people would say is listen that's faith you got to have faith so that not a real answer
0: no because well it, it's such a dangerous subject to get into yeah because people are you know so into it you know and, and you know, you can listen to a lot of athletes that talk about it. You can listen to celebrities and, and priests if you go to mass. And a lot of people will say, God first, family second. And I, 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 I struggle with that. I mean, yeah. uh, God first. So I'm putting my faith into something that might not exist. Mm-hmm. And I'm saying, sorry, son, you're, you're, you're second. To what? Right. To a To a hope? Because at the end of the day, that's all it is. It's a hope. There's no tangible facts that it, that it exists. And so you're really – and hope is great. I mean I've always talked to you about that. I think it's probably – it's not an emotion. But what the hell is hope? It's kind of a a means to an emotion I think. You know, if you don't have hope, I mean Christ, you might as well just, you know, dig the hole right now and go lay in it and get the dirt shoveled on top of you. It's over. Right. But – I I I don't know, part of me like applauds people that can have that deep belief in something that's not tangible right. or and then other part of me is like, you gotta be out of your mind. You know? Like would you right. put would you put quote unquote faith in something that there there's no there's no facts to back it up. It's really theory. It's a it's it's scripture, it's it's a book that was written god knows how long ago over your mom's well being? No. But there are people that do. And sure and listen, if that's your life, live it. I I'm not gonna sit here and criticize you. I I god I can't bring myself to do that though.
1: I wish I could and actually believe it because it seems very comforting to people who can and do.
0: Hence why when people get older, they start trying to yeah. believe in it because i think they see the end and now the hope isn't just well let's just hope there's something there now it's oh my god i hope there's something there because this is it otherwise you know it's frightening yeah.
1: like i believe these children more because i feel like some of them can be backed up with research
0: yeah you might be right i'll watch it i'll take a look at it i don't know about it um but i will definitely check it out 100 my
1: sister wasn't buying it i i asked i asked her Did to she watch, watch it, it? She watches, she was not buying it.
0: I'm listen, I'm not gonna buy it either, because I think there's a lot of show I think you can make any show and you can find facts and slant them to support anything you're trying to do. And that goes for politics too. That goes for any article you're gonna write. You can always find someone to support your, you know, your angle. I do believe that. That said, I will check it out because if you're telling me these facts, you know, are hard and they definitely support, oh, I'll take a look. I can yeah. be, I can become a believer. You never know, right? You never know.
1: Here's something that I saw over the weekend as well, which I'm surprised did not get any coverage. Mm. I saw, ve- I saw one thing about it. Okay, one. You know, Hank Aaron passed away. I did see that. We Seven, had that Friday at 11 a.m. Uh, yeah, 17 days prior. He was on social media getting the COVID vaccine. That's right. Trying to tell people to get the COVID vaccine. Right. I didn't see a single thing where there was like, huh, should we look into this? Now, first of all, mil- you know, millions of people already got the COVID vaccine. But it just seemed interesting that there wasn't even a discussion that I saw. And I was looking for it anywhere.
0: Well, maybe I didn't see a cause of death. You know, if he passed away from whatever something completely unrelated, I mean, the fact that yeah. he got the first shot—I mean, that's a—that is definitely taking a leap to say he got it because of the shot. But you're right in this Correct. day and age—you know, who the hell knows?
1: Right? You it's know? just funny how some things we blow out of proportion. Oh, no, like This had like all the ingredients that we could have easily blown that out of proportion, and it wasn't dis- It wasn't even discussed.
0: I agree. Uh, you know what? I, and, and you know, Al. Until you just brought it up, I totally forgot that he got the shot last week. And I remember seeing it now that you say it yes, because there's been this big push to have politicians and celebrities not only get the shot, but to show people that the shot is safe and effective and you're not going to, you know, die or have terrible consequences from taking it. And I did see him take it. That's, you know, Mm -hmm. on on Twitter. So you're right. It's a good one. Wow. Didn't even know that. I
1: was surprised too. That?
0: The lack of conversation, also about Larry King passing away.
1: Yes, um, Larry King.
0: Like I thought, the Mike Shashevsky thing got more coverage over the over the weekend than than that did.
1: And you and I both agreed. Uh, Mike Krzyzewski, uh got in trouble for what people claimed he was like mean to a kid, college kid reporter. Yeah.
0: I was actually surprised how much support we got though afterwards. Though Some we people, thought it
1: was he just answered the question.
0: Yeah, I. You know, I've been in that situation many times after a, whether it's been a really tough game where you lose down at the wire or where your team's gotten blown out. And those are hard questions to ask and hard interviews to do because, and I'll always go back to when Craig used to bury us or bury reporters for the questions they ask. You know the answer to almost every question you are going to, going to ask. Right. But. You need the reaction to write the story. You need the quote from the player, from the coach. Um, I thought the question, and he's a kid, that's fine. I thought the question was awful. Like I could not imagine opening up a, an inter like in the middle of a press conference or whatever, or if I'm doing my post-game interview with Steve Peichel after a really tough loss. So how do you handle the next week going forward? Huh? Right. Like we just lost. You want me to think about next week? Like, it's just, I don't know. I actually think Krzyzewski handled it well.
1: Yeah, he asked the kid what his major was and then tried to relate his answer to maybe how this kid might be reacting to having a bad test in, in economics or something yeah. like that.
0: and I, I uh, like what you said. Why is an economics major <laughs> doing the press conference? Right, why is
1: an economics major getting to ask, uh, he, they're like, oh, he works at the radio station. Why? They? I'm sure they have broadcast majors there.
0: Yeah, I don't know.
1: And and they have more majors in broadcasting than they have open positions at the radio station. So why is this economics kid doing it?
0: I That's a wonderful question. How dare he, Jerry? See, I
1: don't know how that
0: works because I know it. at, like... So at Rutgers, and I, Columbia didn't have this, so I never... Oh, no, they did, actually. Columbia had the radio crew. Um, and, you know, same deal. Most of those kids got into broadcasting. Some did, but most did. At Rutgers, from what I see... um, is, what do you call it? I see kids that are into broadcasting that aren't quite sure if they're getting into it, but they are in communications. Right. In, in this case, in the economics major, that does seem a little odd, but maybe he's not sure. Who knows? Hmm.
2: hmm, hmm, hmm.
1: Then another thing I noticed this weekend, these, and this goes for CBS and Fox, the amount of people they have on these pregame shows and during the games, I don't understand it. It's a lot. Like, they have Evan Washburn and Tracy <laughs> Wolfson on the sideline. Why?
0: Yeah. I don't know. It's weird, right? Listen, how many times do I got to sit there and say, why is Tony Romo being paid a million dollars a game? For what?
1: And then you have all those, like, and, and and both of the shows do it now, where they have all their guys just standing in a circle, like Boomer and all his guys. But
0: isn't that also for the, the distancing? Isn't that why? I don't,
1: no, because this has started a couple of years ago. Oh, okay. Where they would try to get them, like, especially on playoff weekends, they try to get them outside or something. They like, have them just standing around.
0: Right. I know it's the weird. one in California there. I mean, they're really spaced out. Yeah. So, I don't know. I just hope we're close to the end because I want things to go back to normal. We don't need all these people. And uh, let's have people in the stands
1: again. Let's go seems like a lot of pressure to be Tracy Wolfson or Evan Washburn because they don't go to them a lot. So you you better make sure you stand out. I'm like, I don't have anything.
0: I've got no information. I remember I did sidelines for Rutgers back in 2002 when Carlin was the sideline guy and Tom McCarthy was the play-by-play guy. So McCarthy had to take a game off, they let Carlin do the game and Carlin asked me to do sidelines. And I remember, you know, you go there and I didn't know much about Rutgers football at the time. And so I get there and I do my interview with She it was Shiano at the time, I believe. Yeah, it was. And you know, I kind of met them before the game, so I had to do the halftime thing. Luckily, they were winning, so that was fine. But I, you know, I would have them send it down to me a couple of times in the first quarter, one time in the second. I remember I got to the fourth quarter, Al, and I remember them saying in my headset, You have anything? I was like, No! No. I Like, I'm done. I got all my material, and I'm just roaming the sidelines. And they threw it down to me once. I, I was, Yeah, the guy, uh, number 43, is getting checked out. Looks like an ankle. Back to you. They were like, That's it? <laughs> like, I got nothing. <laughs> It's right. hard to do.
1: I would just randomly, if I was gymnast, be like, let's check in with Evan Washburn without even telling him we were coming. <laughs> well, we got down there, Evan. Oh. That, would, that would be tremendous. <sighs> I, I always
0: told you, when Sal did Columbia with me for the first time, we always did the coach interview. and you. So Norris Wilson was the coach, and he would come up to the booth during the postgame show. So that was easy. The second year, we didn't have as much time on the radio, and this was when we were still on the radio. They didn't buy as much time for the post game uh, because we had way too many one hour post games, which were just brutal. So Sal joins, and they say, We have a great idea, Sal. We want you to go down and meet him off the field right as the game ends (laughs) in the corner of the end zone. And and so I remember we get to the fourth quarter, and I can see the beads of sweat that are starting to hit Sal's forehead. And we go to a (laughs) commercial break, and he goes, Jer, I don't think I can do this. He goes, I'm ready to throw up, right? I said, why? He goes, they're losing by three touchdowns and I gotta go ask him questions before he even goes into the locker room. Yeah. I mean I said, Well, he agreed to do it and it was his idea, so you'll be fine and he's a good guy. And he was. He was great. So I remember when he comes he goes down with the recorder, he comes back up and it was one question. We play it. And I remember saying Sal, like that was pretty short. He goes, I panicked. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't panic. To asked to ask a him. real easy question. To, and I'll never forget on the air he looked at me, he goes I will never ever ever rip a sideline reporter for a sideline interview ever again.
1: <laughs> right, you got to hope that they like especially like in the NFL that I guess they're required to do those, right, with the TV networks. I think they are, yeah. Right, but, like, I remember uh, Michelle Tafoya used to have to do the one right before the game, which didn't make sense, because she'd be like, what do you expect out there? And then, you know, like, the halftime or the, the the ones where, like, the coach is just, they're getting crushed, yes. and she's got to ask a question that we all know the answer to, and the coach has no interest in answering it.
0: Or wanting to go on camera or or talking yeah. to you. yeah. It's it difficult, tough. man. It really is because that's their livelihood and you're asking questions as they're trying to figure out a way as they just got steamrolled in the first 30 minutes. Coach, what went wrong out there?
1: And then like who is she, like like when you go down to the sideline, either Tracy or Evan when when they get information, do they have a go-to person or are they just down there trying to get information from anybody as far as know. like injuries and
0: I don't know the answer to that because the team announces the injuries. So I don't know. I know they're allowed to roam and they can take a peek at whatever you can see, just like the fans. So you can see if they're working on an ankle or a knee. Or, but I don't think that they get anything official.
1: I know. And they have to go so fast where it's like, oh, let's go down to Tracy Wolfson. She's so yeah. like, oh, this turf towel is a little bit. Back to you. Because you got they 10 have no time, right.
0: That's it. you got to go in between plays. There's no time to get that stuff done. It's really difficult. But the beauty of it is when it's done well, it's a good product.
1: Yeah. Well, I guess, yeah, you don't even notice it when it's done well.
0: And when it's done poorly, it's, oh, my God, it's glaring. Awkward, yeah. Yeah, it is that. That is true. So, funny stuff. Funny stuff.
1: All right, Jerry, let's do the warm-up show. All right. Let's send it down to Evan Washburn, who's going to introduce the warm-up show. It happened today at 5 a.m. You should have been listening live. Because if you get up at 5 a.m., that means you've got an early start to your day, and you'll be more productive. Right, Jerry?
0: Uh, yeah, yeah, yes, uh, yes, okay. I like to do that, I'm, yes, right, mm-hmm.
1: You we will see him. you tomorrow, then. Right on. So, oh, so see ya. Are you see dying? You? Dying,
0: Jerry, see ya. This would be us in <laughs> another ten years doing the podcast.
1: Jerry, there's a penis story here for you. <laughs> okay, oh, <hey>, Al! Sex <laughs> robots. Dinosaur buttholes! <laughs>
0: I don't know, man.
1: All right, let's just end it there. Oh, I thought we were done. No, now we're done. So? Passion,
0: drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. Good morning, campus!
1: Al and Jerry, don't worry, it's only an hour long, and most days it doesn't suck.
0: Especially not on a football Monday after the championship games were played. What is up? We start a new week. We've got Tampa, we've got Kansas City, we've got Brady, we've got Mahomes, I've got Eddie Scazzeri, and down the Jersey Shore, His name is Albert George Dukes in Bradley Beach. What's up, Al? Good
1: morning, Jerry. How are we doing? Oh, I'm doing terrific. We've got a nice Tom Brady in the Super Bowl. We got the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. We got Mahomes. Everybody wins. Brady, we all win, Jerry. We all win. We all win. Except last night, uh, you know, these teams uh, teams just settling for field goals in playoff games. It just boring. Yeah, and my man Boomer even said it at halftime of the Chiefs-Bills uh, game. You're kicking to the Bills. You're kicking field goals. Like, wake up. Not going to get it done. No,
0: especially in the third quarter. I mean, what are you doing? It's well, 24-12. You're at the, what, the seven-yard line? the yeah, let's you go. You can't do that. I didn't mind the one before the half because it's right before the half. That's fine. You feel good. going. The third quarter one is inexcusable. You yeah, can't win the silly. game that way.
1: Like, the, I feel like in the playoffs, you have to take the mindset of when you're playing your friend in a game of Madden video football. When you're losing 24-12 to 12 to your friend in Madden football, you're not punting, you're not kicking field goals. It's almost like teams want the score to be respectable versus taking shots to win and maybe get blown out in the process.
0: I mean, you can make that case with a couple of things yesterday. I agree with that. I mean, even in the Packer game. What in the hell are we kicking a field goal for? Two and a half minutes to go. Oh, wh- what are you doing? Right, scored no the sense. touchdown. Oh, uh, bizarre.
1: Yesterday, plus they was were only weird. they were only down by eight. They could have they could have scored a touchdown. The Packers that is, and and a two point conversion. We got a tie ball game.
0: Right, and the theory being mm-hmm. too, you still needed a touchdown. Right, you know, so dumb. I mean, yeah, it just. But here's the thing. You've got three timeouts on the two-minute warning. So essentially you had four timeouts. But even scrap the two-minute warning. Let's say you've got three timeouts left. You're down by eight. If you'd go for it and you don't get it, you still got to get a stop and you still have a chance. If you kick the field goal, you still got to get a stop and you still need to tie. It's just I don't I don't understand. Right. And i you're don't giving get the, it.
1: And you're giving the ball back to Tom Brady, yeah. the Buccaneers.
0: Yeah, on time. I'll tell you another thing, too. I was very glad. That we got the one angle from the end zone. Because when they called that flag, when they threw that flag, the first thought was, you've got to be kidding. And then they showed you the end zone angle where they showed the the jersey almost ripped. Yes. And he was holding them so hard. But, yeah, I, I don't get it, man. I, what are you doing? This is Especially if you're Sean McDermott. Like, I, I know that you believe you've got an up-and-coming team and you've got the next big-time quarterback. But getting back to this spot is never guaranteed. Take your shot. And they didn't.
1: Just ask Mr. Dan Marino.
0: You're right. You're absolutely right. Right, Jerry? You're not wrong about that.
1: Well, he went to a Super he Bowl. He did
0: go to one, that's true. But you never know. Like I'm sure the Dolphins thought, and I'm sure Eddie could say that too. I'm sure the Dolphins thought it was gonna be their right to be in the Super Bowl every year. It's gonna be, be one of, it was gonna be one of many, Jerry. And it wasn't. And it wasn't. It was not. So, I know snow in Green Bay. You must have been very disappointed. Yeah, I was a little disappointed.
1: Same as uh, with Kansas City because I was following Kim Jones' Instagram story from right. the, the day before, even when she got to Kansas City, yeah. and it looked miserable there. And I was like, oh, this is going to be awesome. It's miserable in Kansas City. It looked like ice cold rain and slush mix and that sort of thing. And by the time the game starts, we get uh, evidently it seems like a decent weather. I will tell you, you guys can mock me all you want. Acting right, weather told we me it will. was
0: going to be sunny in Green Bay at kickoff. Just saying.
1: And was it sunny in Green Bay? It was. Yeah, it was huh? beautiful. It oh, snowed A-K-Weather.
0: It snowed earlier. Like A lot of people thought when they were looking at the weather on Wednesday Yeah. that it was going to be snow at game time. And I looked at AccuWeather. I'm like, don't look like it. And you guys mocked me.
1: This is Jerry Recco with your AccuWeather forecast. I love
0: AccuWeather. Yeah.
1: By the way, yesterday, the last night, the game, the Chiefs, uh, Bills, when when Kansas City, Kansas City scores 21 in the second quarter.
0: Yeah, game is over.
1: Th- right. No game's more over. field goals. Get, I would uh, tell the field goal kicker. You're only kicking extra points. And if I accidentally tell you to go out there to kick a field goal, remind me that we're playing Kansas City and we gave up 21 points in the second quarter. No more kicks.
0: Game over. I actually agree. Game over, bro. After uh, Hardman makes the mistake and they score, I'm like, wow, all right, you got a chance. And then it was, you know, shades of the Titan game in a way. Remember that Titan game where they got out to the big lead and then the Chiefs just ran right by them like they were standing still? It wasn't quite to that effect, but, you know, sitting around watching the game. You never thought that they weren't going to come back. It was, all right, how far and how soon does this happen? And, boy, they can score quickly.
1: Do you remember in the Packer game, Jerry, Devontae Adams grabbed the ball in the end zone, but he was he was way out of the back of the end zone?
0: Yes, absolutely. Couldn't get his feet down.
1: I think the, the social justice message in the back of the end zone that the NFL did is a dumb move the way they did it. They... They took the thick white line, the back of the end zone, that a player is going to glance down at to see if he's inbounds before setting his feet and whatever. And they write a social justice message across it in the color of the turf. So if you're a player... Glancing down to see where you are on the field, you might see a patch of green grass. That might be the S in a social justice message. Uh, you might be right. They've
0: yes, had seventeen weeks and sixteen. games All right, to but deal this with it. Still... and number two, that ball was thrown too far, and he was way out of bounds.
1: Okay. But he might have looked down, glanced, and uh, saw you know a giant happened, so patch I, of grass.
0: I think you might be grasping at straws on this. I don't think so. I, I do. Yes, I would. Uh, if I, would I was Devonte Adams, that's what I would have complained games, about. Figure it the F out. If you can't, you're not good enough. You're Devonte Adams. Sorry.
1: That's like putting, like, a social justice message on the goal line and then wondering why guys don't know whether they're in the end zone or not.
0: Yeah. Well, we'll agree to disagree on this one. All right. It was a bad pass. It was too far. No good.
1: Tough. Just Mm -hmm. like the pass
0: that Brady threw down the middle that got picked off. That was another one where he had, who, what was it, Mike Evans? Yeah, I think it was Evans. Wide open. It's a touchdown. He just overthrew him. And that was the one that got tipped into flat. And and I think it was, um, was it Buck probably? He says, oh. Another one that Evans didn't come down with. And then you see the replay. That thing was two feet over his head. He couldn't get that ball.
1: Were but Brady's three picks in a row?
0: I think they were. You had the two. Yeah, I believe they were. Like because three straight
1: possessions. Pick, 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 the pick, one,
0: pick, Like the one, the first one to me wasn't a big deal. It was more like a punt. Um, the second one took points off the board. I mean, they had three locked up at that point, And then you could even make the case seven with a better throw. That one hurt. And then the third one, it's funny. The third one, I ran outside for a second, came in, and I never saw a replay. Was that a deflected one? That was another deep ball that was deflected. Is that right? It was not the third one? I don't remember. Yeah, I actually missed that third one. I was out of the room for five minutes, came back, and saw that uh, Green Bay had the ball. How about this one, too? Did you realize before the game started, I did not, that the Packers have lost four NFC championship games in seven years? I did not know that. I did not know that. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't remember that. So they lost to San Francisco, mm-hmm. Seattle, mm-hmm. and Atlanta. Oh. And now yesterday, Atlanta. Tampa.
1: Yeah. And Aaron Rodgers, Jerry, made it seem like
0: he's out of here. Uh, well, he didn't sound too confident. That's for damn sure. But if you're the Packers, where's he going? Nowhere. I don't know. Unless he's retiring, which I don't think he is.
1: He said, I, I really don't know what's next for me.
0: Yes. Well, how about this Lambo feel in September?
1: I also saw, and I should get her name, Jerry. I saw a woman on uh, Twitter who had a blue check mark, so not just some random woman. Okay, she has a blue check mark, and she does some stuff with bar stool. Let me see her name. She uh, did a video after the uh, Packer game where she was essentially crying that it's over with um, Aaron Rodgers, and that. How fortunate they've been as Packer fans to have Brett Favre. Here she is. Her name is Liz Gonzalez, Jerry. It says she's on. Uh, she does a Sirius XM show and she does something on uh, with Barstool Sports. She has eighty-two thousand followers. She's verified. She was crying for real. She wasn't like doing a bit. She has one million views on this video where she was crying about how sad it is that Aaron Rodgers makes it seem like he's out of there and that where do they go from here, Jerry? The Packers. They here. were lucky enough to have Brett Favre into Aaron Rodgers and you don't get that kind of luck in sports. You know what's
0: amazing about that too? With Brett Favre into Aaron Rodgers, how many Super Bowls have they
1: won? Not a lot, Jerry. Two. Two. Right? Jerry, that they won right two each- Super Bowls. Yeah, they each won one won. Not much. So you're gonna say this look at it, listen to this. Aaron Rodgers plus Brett Favre plus Dan Marino equals two Super Bowl wins.
0: Yeah. Well, why are you picking on Dan Marino today? I don't Trying know. It just seems fun. <laughs> no, it just
1: – he's the, he's the, the poster, poster boy for uh, being a great player and not winning a Super
0: Bowl. <laughs> I got you. I'll tell you this. I'm so, looking yes. at – here's what I'm looking at for your boy, Aaron Rodgers. Your boy. Yes. Aaron Rodgers next year – Will make, well, that's the cap hit. Uh, He's going to make $16 million next year because he's made a lot of money in a signing bonus. And then after that, he still has another two years left at twenty five million dollars a year. Or let's like get opt him. out and resign, I guess.
1: Let's get him he's to the Jets. Anywhere. That worked out uh, in the past We're with the Green Bay quarterback. I thought. Oh right, let's get Aaron Rodgers too. Let's get both. Let them right, fight it see. out in camp, Jerry. You see see the he's who's the better the quarterback, Aaron, Aaron
0: Rodgers. He's got he's got plenty left in the tank. Yes, he's not going anywhere. Could he you seems imagine like actors turning things over to Jordan Love next year? No way. <laughs> He's out of here, Jerry, out of here. I will believe that when I see it. And then at that point, you can cry about
1: it. He was not happy. He says, I don't know what's next for me. You know what? It should be next for him, Jerry, next season. He didn't say that. I agree. I don't know. And you got Liz Gonzalez on Twitter, 1 million views, crying about it. But she even knows. Well, whatever.
0: I also feel like uh, he did this last year, too.
1: Oh, really? I
0: feel like he's Boy been think about his future. Yeah, I think yeah. so. I got to remember too after they drafted Jordan Love how unhappy he was.
1: Yeah, they should take another quarterback in the offseason. Don't draft. know what's
0: going on. Maybe they can trade for Deshaun Watson.
1: Maybe they can trade
0: Aaron Rodgers to Houston.
1: Interesting. A, a one-on-one really. on one swap, Jerry. I see
0: what you're doing yeah, there. Not real. I think the Jets are going to get him for about 19 draft picks.
1: Jerry, what was the better game yesterday?
0: Um, I, well, I have to say I had no expectation of the Bills winning even at 9 nothing, and that game right. kind of went the way I thought it would mm-hmm. after that weird start, so I would have to say the Bucks and the Packers. I mean, the Packers have the ball looking to tie the game late, so, and then that wasn't a great game either, but I
1: would say packers Bucks. Right, they had the ball with 2 5 Yes. 2 5 Jerry. And that's when they kicked the field goal. And kicked a field goal, like I a mean, bunch of losers. And then,
0: I threw on McDermott, I, the, not Sean McDermott, uh, Matt LaFleur. Lafleur I guess his answer was, like, why'd you kick the field Because it felt right?
1: Dude. felt like the right move, Jerry.
0: Oh, bad answer.
1: Now, Aaron Rodgers didn't throw his uh, coach under the bus. He said, the field goal wasn't my decision, but I understand the thinking. I don't. I don't. Me neither. I, I don't understand it at all. I, it You've got to go for it. It doesn't matter.
0: How about, did anybody, and I, don't, I didn't see all of his press conference, did anybody ask him why he didn't run for it on the third down play? There's nobody in front of him. Yeah. And instead, he's going across baby. his body into double coverage.
1: Yeah. I mean, at the yeah, that very, was strange. Yeah, it's yes. very low least, and in double coverage.
0: You probably get to at least the one or the two yard line where then I don't think there's any question they're going for it. But then again, maybe it would have felt right for Matt LaFleur to kick field goal.
1: It just feels right, Jerry, for me to kick a field goal here.
0: Yeah, I did not. It did not feel right at all. And watching it, you're like, what in the hell are they doing? So it was interesting. I mean. Listen, it wasn't a bad day of football. It just wasn't it wasn't great. It was a good day. Right. And now you've got the first team ever to play a Super Bowl in their home stadium.
1: That's right. And number Boy, ten for Brady. I wish we were going to Tampa, Jerry. I so do I. My old stomping grounds. I know.
0: So do I. We're I would not, have taken
1: though. you guys to the Mons Venus. You would
0: not have stepped foot in the Mons Venus.
1: Well, it would have been a place to see celebrities.
0: You would not have be honest. Would you have stepped foot in Mons Venus for no. that Odyssey 2, what is it, Odyssey 2001. Right. No, no, I would not have. There's no chance you would
1: have gone there. The tang, Eddie, is that on the air, Eddie, when you said the Tango Lounge Edward or was that and... in my ear? Well, you said it in my ear. The Tango Lounge, unfortunately, burned down a number of years ago. I don't know what that one is. The Tango the Tangle Lounge? Yeah, that one I'm not familiar They're me. all the same down there, Jerry. Nude. Nude dancers, and you can't drink alcohol because there's nude dancers around, so you must just sip on a Coca-Cola.
0: You know, not for nothing, too. I mean, the pandemic's hit a lot of people. Think about the amount of money strippers made yeah. every year at the Super yeah. Bowl. Yeah, oh, my in. goodness. And you would have thought, Tampa, here we come. Well, nope. Right. Not only that, the teams aren't even. Did you see that on Friday or Saturday or Sunday, yeah. whenever it came out? The teams aren't going until like a day before or two days before. Well, the breaks right. are there, but... Um, Yeah, the Chiefs, I don't think, are flying until Friday or Saturday before the Super Bowl. It's going to be a weird week. And Boomer's going to be there all week doing what?
1: Well, Boomer's actually only going to be there. There's uh, not all week? Yeah, just Thursday and Friday.
0: Oh, okay. Oh, that makes sense then.
1: It's strange that, uh, like, I wonder if they would have even flown in strippers because there's so many already in Tampa because of the number of clubs there. They wouldn't have even needed them.
0: I believe they probably still do.
1: And what if you were a stripper down in Tampa? You've been working there for seven years. You'd be like, they're gonna bring in girls from out of town into my town. Yes, I think taking that's what dollars they do. out of my
0: pocket. That's what they do. Yes, I correct. wouldn't have stood for that. Or out of the thong. I don't know about the pocket. Yeah, I would not have stood for that. Quick break. Just getting started on a Monday morning. A lot to do today with Boomer and Gio at the top here on the fan.
1: Al and Jerry, two scientists responsible for the COVID nineteen vaccine. Ugh.
0: All right, five twenty three. You know, um, Karen Stewart there with the traffic on one and nine or whatever. Yesterday, I'm going to Rutgers had an early game at noon. They were at Indiana, but we did the game remotely from uh, the football stadium, not on the not on the field, but like in a press box. Dude, you had to see the accident that I saw at nine o'clock in the morning on Route thirty five in like wherever it was. Terreville. There was a Dunkin' Donuts I wanted to go to on the way. The, I don't know how this happens, now, but a car with no other car in sight, completely on its hood, like upside down car. Yeah, I mean everything was it was unbelievable, and there was no one in it. Like everybody got out, so they were safe. But you're saying like, how does that happen on a quiet Sunday morning? And again, I don't know if it was a hit and run or something, but there was not a second car involved, or at least on the scene. It was
1: just it was scary looking too. Well, You never know someone drinking, someone falling asleep yeah, at the wheel, yeah, someone f- driving around with uh, flat tires. And like texting, the, you never know, th- th- you know, with no tread on those tires, Jerry. You got to get you got to check your tires at all times. You do have to check your tires at all times. I'm a big tire checker. Yes, I'm. I'm. Trust me, I'm aware. Jerry, quick question for you: Is Tom Brady Babe Ruth? Well, Is he the equivalent I of was Babe not. Ruth? tell me how he's not. Well, I'll tell you how he is. So, <laughs> I wasn't prepared for the other. Eddie Scuzzeri knows everything about Super Bowls. From what <laughs> I've heard, this is Super Bowl fifty-five. That is correct. He'll be in almost twenty percent of them. Right. There's only been fifty-five Super yeah. Bowls in the history of the game. This will be his tenth.
0: It's under. Think about when it we were make kids any growing sense. up. Wow, Joe Montana! Look at right. what he did in the Super Bowl. Wow. Roger Star I mean, it's amazing what he has done. It really is incredible what he's done.
1: Ten this will be his tenth Super Bowl. That guy, he throws such nice floaters. He does. Yes he does. He is a finesse quarterback. He that's can what I always float his balls, yes he does. Yeah. Can. That's what I always thought about Joe Montana. You know, he was like a a finesse quarterback, and when I played uh, nerf football in the street, that's how I always looked at myself as a quarterback. Finesse. I you wasn't going to zip Joe Montana it. of touch yeah. football in the street. I wasn't going to zip it into you like I was John Elway. I was going to float it out there like Joe Montana and like Tom Brady. The the floaters he threw yesterday,
0: just like. Not whoosh. only that, how about the big third down conversion? He's got the floaters for sure, but how about the third down conversion to the kid I never heard of? I mean, he threw that thing 150 miles an hour over the middle. Yeah. I mean, his arm strength—and I said this before the after the Washington game—his arm strength looks as good as ever. He's got the touch on his floaters, as you like to say. Floaters. He doesn't get hurt. It really is remarkable. He's he's 43. Al, I'm going to put yeah. this out there right now. Screw
1: 45. Go to 50. 50. Like why not, Jerry? When I'm old and retired, like way old, uh, and um busy just sitting home listening to wfan it sounds like every afternoon these days for you uh, pretty much but <laughs> much in, in many more years down the road i'll be that old guy calling in that i'm like oh like the call screen is gonna be like oh this old dude al from bradley beach again you'll be getting get
0: your it. sports resume
1: yes uh hey guys a uh, long time i've been uh, watching the games uh, i actually worked in the business a number of years uh, I saw Tom Brady play. Yeah, he just played like, I'm this gonna past do that. Sunday too, sir. No, no, <laughs> I mean like in 25 years. Uh, yes, I know. I was making a joke. Oh, I see what you're saying. He might be playing in 25 years still. Well, are we going to be doing that? Like, I, Will you be telling your grandkids, Jerry? You don't have any yeah, grandchildren yet?
0: Absolutely. I am ready. Yes, oh, of course. I,
1: I watched him.
0: How could you I not? I saw him play. It's been... It's been I would say four or five years ago, I went from not being able to stand him to now I'm all on board. Win as much as you can because we'll never see this again. Right. As long as the Cowboys aren't involved, win. Just win, baby.
1: Just win, baby. Yes. I mean, the it o- is incredible. The only thing left for Mr. Tom Brady to prove, he did it Nothing. with the— Well, take the Jets to the Super Bowl. <laughs> Get him here, Jerry. Get him here. That is
0: outstanding, right?
1: I mean, that's all he's got left. Oh man, he took another team. He's playing in his home stadium. The Jets need a quarterback. Deshaun Watson. That's Get her done. They're not getting Tom Brady. Sorry, no. he's he's still in Tampa for another year. If I ask you, quick, you quickly, Jerry, that Tom Brady has become the fourth quarterback to start a Super Bowl for two teams, could you give me the other three players? Uh, probably not. Kurt Warner, for sure. That's one, Jerry. Craig Morton? That's that's the one I thought you were going to have a problem with, yes. Oh, there's a third. And then there's a third one? A third obvious one. When I say it, you're going to be like, oh. It's oh. obvious? Yeah, It's obvious. Oh, you got the hard crap. one. You got Craig Morton, who uh, brought the Cowboys and the uh, Denver Broncos to the Super Bowl.
0: Another starting quarterback. That oh, um, Peyton Manning. Yeah, that's right. Look at me. All right, Early nailed in the morning, it, Jerry. And I
1: nailed it. How about that? Nailed it. It's just three. That's it, huh? No one else. No, no one else well, it's the. He'll be the fourth. Yeah, no one else, that? Jerry. Looking how about and, and that? None of them. Well, let's see. Mm. Although I bet in the future there'll be more because. Yeah, they jump around now. Yeah, guys are moving around a lot more than they were. This one is back different, though, just
0: because he had a lengthy career in New England. Yes, very lengthy. And this could be, you know, kind of like Peyton Manning, too. Yeah, L- you're right. Later mm-hmm. stages of his career. Or at least we think yeah. this could be the middle of his career. We're still not sure.
1: Right. Peyton Manning came back with a broken neck or something and brought a team to the Super Bowl.
0: Yes, he did. He couldn't throw it, but he thought his way through <laughs> it, and his defense right. was good. Right,
1: he's a, he
0: was he he managed it, Jerry. He did well, th- and that's the whole goofiness of the whole you know judging quarterbacks by the Super Bowl wins. When yeah. John Elway was arguably the best quarterback in the game, he didn't win the Super Bowl. And at right. the end, when his defense and running game carried him, he won. And we're looking, hey, look, Joe Elway won a Super Bowl, yeah, but not because of him. And the same thing, even with Manning at De- in Denver, when his arm was gone, they won. Yes, you know. Now he still, don't get me wrong. A huge part of it. I'm not saying that, but when he was at the top, top of his game, it wasn't so easy. And then at the end, he wins one like that.
1: Do you think, in the height of John Elway's career, if I were to tell you to go do a ten yard down and out, and he was going to throw a bullet to your chest, you it don't might kill it me.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it might kill me.
1: Imagine my like boomers, b- broken my thumbs throwing I footballs remember. to me. Oh, do you think? Imagine if I did a down, a ten yard down and out. In 1987, John Elway, he would have put the ball through my heart. That would have been a legit, <laughs>
0: like, um, special effect in a movie <laughs> where like a rocket launches you at 30 yards the other way.
1: <laughs> like as soon as I make my cut, the ball's there, and it's I, it's in my chest. There's nothing right. I could do Either about <laughs> that. Or like a cartoon where
0: the ball goes through you, and there's a big circle <laughs> where your chest right. used to be. I'm telling you, I remember when Favre went to the Jets. I remember Jericho Cotteri, uh the receiver for the Jets at the time, he goes, uh, the first throwing session he had with Favre, he's like, dude, that dude could throw it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, wow. And he went zipping it in. And so he went to the jugs machine to get jugs. used to the speed of the ball. That's true. That is true. Yeah. So, no, I don't remember. If you remember, there was a time when they were like, do you think you could catch an Aroldis Chapman fastball? Right. And I remember saying, I said, I think I can. He goes, oh, well, let's go get a, uh, a jugs machine. We'll throw it 105 miles an hour. I said, no, 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 no. you can't do it that way. you right. got to give me 40 miles an hour, 60, and kind of build up to it. So at least you're kind of working with it. If you just throw someone out there cold and try and catch a John Elway, you know, heater
1: over the middle, no thanks. <laughs> That would be tough. I wonder how many fingers he break, broke of defend, of defenders, of guys who just, you know, in trying to block a pass going to a wide receiver, like just got a finger on it. Good question. I don't no. know. He snapped know. fingers right off. Oh, God. Jerry, you mentioned a couple times here this morning, Deshaun Watson and the Jets. Uh, latest reports that he prefers the Jets I over the this. Dolphins. Yeah. What percentage would you give that he is going to be a New York Jet?
0: Um, 75, 25. Nice. And I say it because of the draft stock, the Jets, have. like the Jets have two first round picks and one of them is the second overall. So, I mean, just starting there, the Dolphins can't match that. And I think according to the stories that I think you're referring to, one of the uh, people close to him say he loves the hire of Sala. Yes. So, boy, the Jets might have really hit, forget a home run, they made hit a grand slam with this hire and they might end up with Deshaun Watson. And I know you hate it, and I don't blame you. I am with you when players dictate where they want to go and then make it happen. But for our purposes around here, could you imagine all of a sudden the excitement you have about Jets football? Think about the polar opposites from year to year we would have. We went into this year with the Jets thinking they had the worst roster we've ever seen and didn't expect them to win more than a couple of games. They won a couple of games, bad roster. You'd go into next year, and with cap money, and possibly Deshaun Watson. Oh, the excitement would be through the roof. It'd be like Daniel Jones, who, the Giants, right. what? Boring. Be all, be all about the Jets. Yeah. So I would honestly, I would say 75% in my mind, I think it's gonna happen. I'm gonna go
1: eighty five percent. No, you just gotta jump. I'm gonna go eighty six. Hmm. <laughs> I'm not gonna go higher than eighty six, Jerry. I was gonna go eighty seven, but I don't think so. Uh, I think great. it's an eighty six. Half past the hour. We have a lot more
0: to do. It's great. A lot of football today, which is uh, certainly a lot of fun. And there's other things on the table as well. And then Boomer and Gio on a football Monday, 6 o'clock on the fan. Al and Jerry, Radio Gaga, Radio Goo Goo, Radio Doo Doo. Oh, I like that. Yeah, 538. What do you say? Football Monday. We've got the uh, Chiefs and the Bucks in Super Bowl
1: 55 with the results of yesterday. What else, Al? Chiefs uh, open up. Jerry has three-point favorites over the Bucks. Do you think that will move much, or do you think no. we'll be at about three points at kickoff uh, in two weeks? I think it'll
0: be between two and four. At the time of kickoff, I don't think it moves much at all. Maybe a half mm. point to a point. That's it. Unless Who'd there's you take an injury right- or something. Who'd you take right now? Boy, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with what I said on Friday. I picked the Bucks and the Chiefs to win, and then I said the Chiefs would uh, would win the Super Bowl with a passing of the torch. So I will at this point stick with that. I will probably take the Chiefs.
1: I feel like there's a little magic in the night, Jerry. I think the Bucks are going to win this.
0: They might. I listen. I said I'm going to stick. I liked what I saw yesterday out of Tampa Bay from this standpoint. When they needed to get a stop, boy, those those guys up front, JPP, and, I mean, they went after Rodgers. If you want to disrupt the Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes, that's the only way you're going to do it if you can get pressure in the front. That's how the Giants beat the Patriots all those years and years and years ago. So, yeah, I mean, I, I get it. I don't blame you for taking uh Tampa. plus you're a tampa guy i get it that's right I'm another
1: fo- another football news jerry we mentioned deshaun watson probably on the move yeah. uh 86 chance coming to the no, jets no, no, no that's all right <laughs> that's we've what got, we rate it as <laughs> we've got aaron Rodgers seemingly almost some taking it as him saying goodbyes to green bay yesterday even though as you've mentioned he has something called a contract still correct yeah and, and Evidently Matthew Stafford has asked for a trade and the Lions will accommodate him. Yeah, moving on. That's Got a new coach and Dan Campbell? Interesting. Moving on. I wonder where he, he mo- goes. He must have seen that Matt, uh, that uh Dan Campbell press conference and went, "I'm out of
0: here." I guess I were run through a brick wall for that guy.
1: <laughs> Me too. I like them.
0: Could you see uh Stafford in Washington? Washington. Interesting. I could see that. Yeah, so could I. That's interesting. Yeah, I don't I mean I don't I'm not sure what teams are in need as I think about it quickly. But, yeah, I mean, see
1: ya. Good then time. I'm seeing, then I'm seeing Matt Patricia could go back to the yeah, Patriots. Okay. No That's no kind one of cares. boring, too. Yes, what about cares. this weird one from over the weekend, Jerry, that the Texans interviewed Josh McCown for a head coaching job? Now, Which, I, by the way, pissed a lot of people yeah, it off. it should. <laughs>
0: like, what does he have any business getting a head coaching job?
1: How? I don't, know. I don't know. I
0: saw one story that said the idea was going to be to give him the head coaching job and then surround him with capable coaches. No! <laughs> you're they're supposed to be the capable coach. I,
1: b- weird. That was weird, right?
0: Yes. It doesn't mean he's getting... And by the way, let's not lose our minds. He's not been hired. Correct. But I'm with you. Like, what are we wasting our time for? That was a weird one. He, uh, Josh McCown, head coach?
1: Come We've on. got McCown, Cown, Cown. Then... I saw some New York Mets fans, Jerry, on this football Monday. New York Mets fans, not happy. That Brad Hand went to Washington? Brad Hand goes to Washington. I think there was a movie about that. One-year deal, $10 million, $10 million. Should Mets fans be upset about this, Well, I mean,
0: I I would be upset from this standpoint. Just about a week ago, everybody got very excited. Uh, when yeah. the reports came in that they were finalizing a deal for Hand, and all of a sudden, not only does he end up somewhere else, he ends up inside your division. So uh, the level of disappointment, I would definitely understand because I think it would have been a good, solid move. He's not like you know a Hall of Fame pitcher, but he's a good reliever, and it's what the Mets could have used. They don't get him, um, for, and I don't know what the I don't know what they were offering. I'm not sure, but yeah, I don't I don't blame a Met fan for being a little upset about that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Death. That fan's a little salty this morning, Jerry. I Yeah, no doubt. That's That was like a guy that I believe was targeted early on, and they didn't come down with it. And, again, this is not about money. I don't know why they didn't sign him. Maybe he didn't want to be here. Who knows? You never know.
1: Now, they say that he lives where the Nationals have their spring training in Florida.
0: And yeah, That I,
1: could have been a factor. There could have
0: been a lot of factors. There's no question. But I do agree with you that it's fair to say a Met fan is probably disappointed they didn't get him because they, especially when you thought you had him last week.
1: Now I was thumbing through uh, Twitter yesterday and I saw that uh, I saw Mark Melusis, the Moose, we call him. He's the on from, from ten to two here with uh, Maggie Gray. I heard him with David I saw, Deal yesterday morning. With David Deal as well on uh, Sundays. Uh, I saw an instant reaction video, home video. Oh, of, uh, to Brad Hand. Not of Brad Hand, oh. but of the Yankees, acquiring oh, yeah, yeah. a pitcher, James Talon? <laughs> Talon? <laughs> Talon? Jameson <and> Tyon. <laughs> Jameson Tyon? Yeah. Like, put a tie on?
0: Yeah, basically. Like, we don't know
1: a fancy... <laughs> Jameson Tyon. What'd you call him, James Talon? <laughs> T- James Talion.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Jameson Tyon. Yeah, he was. Uh, he was a... An up and comer a couple Is of years right? ago. Yes, he was a very high draft pick. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, Eddie, can you Google for me? Google. I believe he missed, I don't know what year. I think he missed an entire year f- Doing with testi- what? testicular cancer. Oh, all right. You want to make a joke Go ahead? No. Yeah, nope. exactly. Not um, and he didn't, I don't think he pitched at all last year either because he had Tommy John surgery. So he has had his issues, you know, for whatever reason illness, um, injury. But, I and I only know about Jamison Tyon because he had one year where me and my son took him almost every day he was starting for our fantasy league, and we were doing that uh, during the summer. So he was on the fast track to being a big-time pitcher, and it just hasn't worked out for him because of injury. Look Am at I this right one. about that, Eddie?
1: Yeah, he did. Uh, two, last stats were from 2019. Yeah, but, but how that about, was Tommy John surgery. Look at this What This I'm on his Wikipedia page, yeah. here under personal life. It says, okay. Tyon underwent surgery for testicular cancer on May 8th, 2017. Okay, seven. And then how about this? And made his first rehab start three weeks later. Oh, it's unbelievable. The guy had testicle surgery and was pitching three weeks later. Yeah. Hey, well, now, that was even. Now the, we got a guy, Jerry.
0: Even the kid in, um, in Colorado. What was his name? Chad. Was it Chad Bettis? Is that his name? Maybe. He also had testicular cancer and came back and I'm not I don't think it was that quick but came back sooner than you'd think.
1: Now I got to check that too. No, Jerry, let me give you a couple stats here for you. Okay. About Tyon, he stands 6 foot 5. Five hundred twenty pounds. He's <laughs> from he Grenoble, France. <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> <laughs> he is six foot five, Jerry. That's a tall. That's a tall yeah. man on the mound.
0: That's a big. That is a big man. All right. So, so Bettis, I was right. He also had testicular cancer. He was diagnosed in 2016. I don't think he was from Grenoble, France.
1: Grenoble, France. Uh,
0: he had surgery. Full recovery. um... Ba-ba-ba-ba. Yeah, it doesn't say when he made his first start, but because it happened in December, he had time as opposed to what you said, May, and then he was back out there in three or four weeks. So, well, your chances
1: of getting some type of cancer are pretty good. Yeah, pretty good.
0: I know. That's why I want to go to Princeton Longevity Uh, Center, like Craig. I got to get checked out. It'll get you somewhere. Well, you hope it doesn't get everybody. You just, yeah, I know.
1: It gets most people, I think. Do you think it's the food we eat? I don't know what is going on here. It better not come from chicken, because if so, that's all I eat. I don't know. You like processed foods and that sort of thing? That's what
0: I meant, yeah. I mean. Yeah. I don't I don't know. I, it just is so much either. of it. There's got to be. And then, you know, people work out a lot. I mean, not everybody, but you see people that are so physically fit because they're running, they're biking, Right, they're like swimming. this guy
1: I'm sure was in terrific shape. Yeah. What's he getting testicle cancer for?
0: I, I don't know. And I don't I know don't what know. causes it, where it right. comes from, but-
1: Make Better sure you be check yourself often. No joke. You think it comes from our telephones being in our pockets? I, you know what? I'm, I have
0: said to you on more than one occasion, mm-hmm. if I told you right now that yeah. in 50 years we find out that these phones, you know, like if I went in a time machine came back and said, Al... You know, back in the day, like smoking, they found out why yeah. people didn't realize that. I don't know. You were putting smoke down your lungs, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> it was almost like it was healthy at first. Right. Mm, but it's at some point, my lungs up. yeah, if someone in 1920 got a time machine to now and then went back and said, listen, you got to drop these things. I don't know how many people would have quit. If I told you I went to a time machine to the year 2100 and came back and said, they realized, Al, oh, these cell phones are basically just spreading ridiculous, you know, uh, cancers throughout your body Would you quit your phone? And you told me you wouldn't No, I
1: can't quit my phone, Jerry But yeah, I'd be like, you're kidding This this phone emitting power that I've had next to my testicles my whole life Yeah It, it, it affected them? It's like either in our pocket, it's on yep. us
0: we, now, we, now we put, us We put earphones without wires in our ears yep. <laughs> That's emitting crap through our brain I mean, we're, what a bunch of morons,
1: huh? Plus, a lot of us, most of us, me included, we put our phones, you know, our phone is our alarm clock. We put yes. it on our nightstand, which is e- equal to where our head is all night long. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. And in
0: some cases, so like last night, I ended up in the basement sleeping just because there was <laughs> too much going on. And I needed to get some sleep because it was 10 o'clock Do you have the time a bed? The games ended. Do you have a bed down there? have a couch. There? Oh, okay. I have a couch. And in that case, I'm so... I'm panicked that I'm not going to hear the alarm because it's not in my normal setting. Yeah. But I basically slept with my phone on my chest. So those <laughs> rays are going through my heart now. Like, what am I doing? Right. You had phone rays d- zooming right into your heart. I mean, we re- really off. are stupid. I mean, you really think about it. Yes. And then I'm putting sunglasses on in Best Buy the other day, and music's running through my brain. Have you had these things yet? No, these are sunglasses Holy that are crap. headsets. Yeah, they're... They're sunglasses, but through Bluetooth, you can. The music is crystal. I think it was Bose. Yeah, they were phenomenal. How does that work? They're not even in my ear, and I hear it crystal clear. Yeah, I don't know. Bizarre waves. Oh my god, I'm telling music you, Music
1: waves going right into your brain. It is nuts. It really, the technology is just insane. Let me give you some good news, Jerry. Since we're all going to be injured by our phones, I'm <laughs> I'm happy to report. That Rob Ryan's back in football. Okay. Now, I saw the show sheet you put out. Mm -hmm. Now
0: there's a coach for just the inside linebackers?
1: (laughs) Rob Ryan. you got to be kidding me. Has been hired by the Ravens to be the inside linebackers coach. Well, listen, we see it now all the time when guys are adding guys to like uh, Rob Sala and his team. would be like, he's the uh, passing game coordinator. He's oh the God. running game coordinator. It's Plus ridiculous. an offensive coordinator.
0: It really is. It's, it's too much. Yeah. And we, soon you're going to have, uh, we're hiring Bill Smith. What's his job? He's
1: coaching the center. Uh, he's going to work with the center on properly snapping uh, for it's a lot of shotguns these days. He's going to work directly with him. It is bizarre. I could not yeah. believe inside linebackers coach. Yeah, I like that one. Not just line, This guy used
0: to run an entire defense. Now he's responsible for two guys. Right. I mean, how There's much only work two you inside have to linebackers? Put in? <laughs> well, I mean, if you run a three-four, you got two on the outside, you got two on the inside. If you run a four-three, you got a middle linebacker and two outside linebackers. So, yeah, unless you're running a 3-5, which they do in Pop Warner football, I don't think they're doing it in the NFL, you're not going to have three inside linebackers, so you've got two on the field most. Two.
1: That's his job. And, Jerry, we lost two legends over the weekend. Yeah, sad. Mr. Hank Aaron. Yep. Who passed away at 86, and Larry King at 87. Yep, very sad. Welches. (laughs) Great, Yes
0: garlic <laughs> garlic and welch's grape juice and now i welch's. bought both of them back but in the garlic? day i did <laughs>
1: because I did. larry king was well, pushing it.
0: i'll tell you why because i knew that garlic was really good for you except i can't stand the taste or the smell of it right you don't want to have garlic breath no no interest in that so you And then if garlic you, if you eat too much of it then you start sweating it out and you're poor it's nasty so i was never into garlic but i'm like garlic now that sounds interesting i remember i bought it and I did the Welch's grape juice. I was like one of those sheep. I'm like, okay, yeah. we're to get this.
1: <laughs> no, what's what's uh, crazy is uh, somebody online uh, or some website where you could punch in a famous person and it would tell you when Larry King interviewed them. Like, no kidding. There was not a person that you could think of that he... Didn't even people like didn't do interviews like he's like oh I'm sure Prince was never there no Prince was on let me ask you this the guy who talks to no Prince
0: talks to nobody we only have thirty seconds but real quick because I, I think Kevin I think Kevin from Barstool posted this yes. maybe it was you maybe it was you I'm not even sure the, he posted I think it was him that Larry King admitted to never prepping for an interview yeah because he didn't want to be smarter than the audience is yes. that smart or is that lazy lazy. I think that's lazy too. It's a little lazy. How do you not prep for an interview? <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't make any sense to me.
1: Hello. <laughs> <laughs> we're uh, we're, <laughs> we're going to come back. Plus that plus Larry King did Westwood One oh, like uh, overnight radio I think show I think for many many
0: years. Oh, all these guys. And when you look yeah. at when you look down like the career arcs for a lot of these guys, it's amazing what they've done. Yeah. But we do got to step out for a second, take a quick break. On the other side, we'll wrap things up. We'll also get you Boomer and Geo at the top of the hour. Right now, however, we get a Radio.com Sports Minute. It's Amy Lawrence breaking down the Packers' defeat to the Bucks.
1: It's the dynamic duo of Al and Jerry. The superheroes of WFA. A couple more
0: minutes so we get you to Boomer and Geo. Very busy Sunday. You had, of course, the Bucks winning, the Chiefs winning, the Knicks lost in Portland late last night. The Rangers lost to Pittsburgh. The Devils shut out the Islanders. And Rutgers won. What else you got there, out?
1: I'm going to say that outside of Kansas City and Buffalo, yeah, that Bills Chiefs game is not going to get a lot a lot of run on sports talk radio. There's nothing to talk about, right? And with the Bucks Packers, you got. The Brady craziness, just about his yeah. legacy. You got Aaron Rodgers seemingly wanting out of uh, Green Bay. The field goal. The field goal.
0: Yeah, no, much, be- much better storylines, and again, a tight game late. So there's more to discuss in that one. I'm yeah. with you. the The second game kind of went as expected, and there was right. nothing aside from, again, McDermott going for the field goal in the third quarter, which I thought was asinine. Um, I, what is there to discuss? Mahomes did what he does. The Chiefs do what they do. They won. Yep, pretty much.
1: It was funny, and I think you mentioned it earlier. At nine, nothing Bills. There was no fear. None nothing None. that that it was I felt like it was 00, zero still
0: yeah i agree because we've seen the way Kansas City can score in bunches, like they did yesterday, where they put the twenty-one points up in the second quarter,
1: and and we know Tyree Kill is fast, but there were a couple Ridiculous. plays yesterday where he looked like he he kicked it into an extra gear, it was like a
0: superhuman.
1: Yeah, it was crazy.
0: Yeah, no, I agree. He had, and then and then um, the Leonard Fournette run in the Buck game too oh, that was, was outstanding. Awesome. You had a you had some really special individual plays yesterday and players, I would say.
1: Yeah, and, and I saw a thing that Mahomes did yesterday after—I uh, forget the uh, guy's name—who who fumbled the punt.
0: Oh, um, uh, Hardman. Hardman. Nicole, Nicole Kidman, remember? Nicole Kidman. <laughs> Nicole uh, Hardman. Hardman, yeah.
1: Yeah, and this is how I know I'm not a good leader, but Patrick Mahomes is. He went to the sideline and threw a, a jacket over his face and was pouting. If I'm Patrick Mahomes, I'm like, this is dope. <laughs> Get him off the field. Yeah, <laughs> Mahomes went over to him— and gave him a pep talk, and it worked.
0: Boy, you are something. On you- this like- Football yeah. Monday, no, it's time either. to get ready for Super Bowl Sunday on February 7th from Tampa as the Tampa Bay Bucks take on the Kansas City Chiefs. Before we get started, I just want to say on behalf of every single Met fan out there, this is the Rico Bronya Podcast. On behalf of all of the people that were at Chase Stadium on that October night, on behalf of every Met fan that's watched this man pitch, let me just tell Adam Wainwright: Can you go f- yourself? <laughs> wow! Well, wow, you weren't kidding. You were—you
2: came in hot.
0: Subscribe and listen to the Rico Bronya podcast. Available on the Odyssey
2: app or wherever you get your podcast.